Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 41. My name is Ron. I'm joined by James. Hey. And Mondo. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is Easy Operations. This is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, and other cool stuff that comes to mind. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and start the show. So, guys, what have you been up to? Oof, let's see. A lot of... uh... PUBG on my end, hanging out with my girlfriend, and a little Rainbow Six. Okay, so you've been keeping busy. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, recently went to see a Broadway musical adaption of Aladdin. Uh, quite enjoyed it. I know that you went uh, recently as well. Um, maybe you, you want to share your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I went uh, as well. And uh, this was at the Pantages Theater here in Not Los together, Angeles. by the way. No, I was on yeah. separate occasions. Oh, we're holding hands, guys. No, Trust no, no. We, we, together, we, we both had the hands. same brilliant idea. <laughs> oh, I don't have any brilliant ideas. We're here, folks. <laughs> well, maybe this will make you uh, decide to go, Mondo. Yeah, so right. I had gotten this as a gift for my girlfriend. And uh, I like to show very much. Um, the only – I thought the genie was really good. I, I almost thought he stole the show. And uh, they added a bunch of new songs, which is cool. But one thing that I noticed, James, which I'm curious to see if you had noticed it, uh, this particular night, Jasmine just sounded a little just off pitch. Um, I don't know her in any other performances. Maybe that's how she sings. Um, But did she sound off to you or not? I don't think it's a one night only thing uh, because I got the same issue on my side too. I think she was probably the worst of the (laughs) aspect of it, but uh, it wasn't like horrible or anything. She was just um, off key basically. Yeah, it kind of does sound like it. I don't know. Maybe maybe a little outside her range or something like that. I don't know. Because some parts sound good. No, no, it's not deep. Some parts (laughs) sound good, just some parts maybe not meant for her voice or something like that. Yeah, and, and the performance is good. She looks good. So, I mean, everything else is good, but it's just when you come to the singing portion, unfortunately, it's kind of, it's not quite there. Speaking of that, did you like the newer elements or uh, the songs in in the show? Um, I understand why they had to do it. It would have been a very much shorter show, so you have to pat it out. It was fine. There were funny songs. It was entertaining, so it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I, I honestly thought it was a little jarring at first because you're so used and ingrained into your mind the set of songs. And when there's something new that's thrown in there, I can't tell if it's good or if I'm just uh, not used to it belonging in there. Uh, however, I did find one of the uh, original songs with the original characters pretty pretty fun. The one with the, his bros uh, when they're storming the, uh, the Maharaja temple um, yeah. to go save him. I, <laughs> yeah. enjoyed, I enjoyed that. The Maharaja was there? <laughs> no, but, uh, but weird guys, though? like, like if you're introduced to something new, don't you look around and be like, uh, "Is this acceptable? Should I applaud or should I not?" Like, hmm. no, I mean, it was well that done and no, stuff no, like no. that. It's, okay. it's just, it's just that it, it uh, initially in your mind, you're not uh, for me, anyways. It didn't fit because it's new. Like, it's not yeah. part of what I'm used to hearing. Um, so there could be good songs. It's just that I, I didn't, um, I didn't find that they were memorable. Maybe because I'm not used to them. Yeah, I mean, I had that reaction as soon as I heard the first song, and then you just kind of get used to it. You're like, okay, yeah, they're going to fill this with a bunch of songs that you hadn't heard of, and that's fine. They they seem to be going with the theme of the show, so it's fine. So how long was this yeah. show entirely? Like an uh, hour and a half, two hours? It's probably two hours, right, James? Wow, two hours. Yeah, maybe two and a half with uh, intermission. Now, now here's the my next question. Ticket prices, better to buy early or better to wait last minute? 
Um, James, I don't know how you got yours. I just got mine on Ticketmaster, and it just depends on where you sit. So yeah, I don't. It, I think there's always available. I mean, it was a pretty packed show, but uh, you know, the closer you are, the more expensive it's going to be. I don't think it's any different than going to uh, or buy, buying tickets to like a, a concert or something. It, look, it's not vibe. like trying to go to Hamilton that you got to get in a raffle to get tickets. If, I'm, I'm <laughs> right, sure if right. you want to go to the show, it should be fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, are giving it positive reviews. So you know what? I may surprise my girlfriend and uh, get us tickets and uh, I'll give you my take as well. Or you know what? I'll just say I'll, I'll go with your guys' word because – like I said, I lean towards a little bit towards Jane when it comes to reviews, Ron. No disrespect. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> okay, no worries. <laughs> so no worries. if you guys say it's good, it's good. So I'm gonna right. check it out. If your uh, if your girl listens to this, it's no longer a surprise. Just saying. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well. Well, there you go. Surprise. There you go. Surprise. <laughs> you better go to the box office soon, Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much for uh, uh, my week. Okay, well, uh, not a lot to talk about in movies. Uh, one movie we'll talk about, and then we'll get into some Oscar nominations, just get your impressions on it. But uh, which one of you went to the movies this week? Uh, I didn't went to go see a movie, but I did see kind of an oldie, uh, but still goodie. Um, have you guys ever heard of Lovely Bones? I've heard of it. I have not I, seen it. I, I've heard of it, but yeah, have not seen it as well. Uh, this is on Netflix. Is it about bones? Are interested? Uh, you can kind of say that it's very um, interesting because this is a Peter Jackson movie that's really un, like unknown, and it's it's been made after Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. Usually, when it's a Peter Jackson movie, it's kind of high profile, or you, you kind of will know about it. Um, this is an adaptation of a book, but it's a pretty dark uh, story. I would say it's kind of like a supernatural drama ish. Um, it pretty much involves a young girl, uh, and this is all takes place in the 70s, by the way, a young girl that um, gets killed by a, a child molester. Uh, it's already dark enough right there. But wow. <laughs> um, with that 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 setup, uh, it follows her in her eyes as she is kind of in this purgatory area uh, before going to heaven. Um, instead of like, you know, choosing to uh, move on forward, she kind of oversees the lives of her family as they're grief- grieving and also of the life of the killer uh, of the child molester. So it's very interesting. Um, uh, there's a lot of stars in here. There's uh, Mark Wahlberg, Rachel Weisz, Stanley Tucci. I highly recommend it, but it's a very, very dark uh, movie <laughs> for sure. And with Peter Jackson directing, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know. I found it um, very captivating and, uh, you can find this on Netflix, so if you have time or interested in this, in, in this, definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely will. Okay, I, I may check it out. If it's on Netflix, yeah. it's a lot easier to get to. It has a lot of fantasy elements, too, especially the, the purgatory or the heaven areas of this. But it is a, a quite a dark content, I would say that. It could be a little is unsettling. Is she able to haunt them, so to speak? Like, kind of, like, interact no. with them? No. Um, she's, she's, she's just strictly observing. I mean... She she'll like appear in like when people are looking in mirror like windows and all that she'll like be there as she, she's watching but they can't see her or anything like that oh, so okay. uh, she's not a ghost um but the closest you know it kind of reminds me of the frighteners you 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 guys remember that movie Michael with uh, Michael J Fox yeah yeah so mm-hmm. think of it a non non comedic Comical. version of that <laughs> yeah so uh, you kind of get the the idea of how it goes from there okay all right yeah. 
All right. Well, this week, or I should say last week, was it this week or last week? What <laughs> was this week? Okay. Well, Oscar nominations came out fairly recently. And uh, guys, I just want to point out two trends that I noticed is that uh, four of the last movies that I've seen are on the list. And uh, I'm just going to take some credit that a couple of my favorites of the year of 2017 have made it to uh, the nominations for Best Picture. So, yeah. you know, that but shows you where my taste is. What were they? What were they? <laughs> well, <laughs> but to be fair, Ron, I don't know. Uh, Oscars haven't been legitimate in the last, like, what, five years? So I don't know if you want to take credit for yeah. that. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's run down the list and uh, call me by your name. Never heard of it. Okay. Darkest Hour. Are you talking about Best Picture? Yeah, this is Best Picture, by the way. Okay. Darkest Hour, I wanted to see. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. We saw Dunkirk. Dunkirk, we saw Get Out. Great one. Oh, Mondo, you have to see that. Yeah. Is it on Netflix by any chance, guys? Uh, or no? no? No, I think that might you might have to get a rental on that. Okay. Um, Lady Bird. I saw that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Fa- Phantom Thread. That's on me. Phantom Menace? Not quite. Oh, okay. Uh, the Post. Uh, and then the shape of water. James called it overhyped. I remember his quote. <laughs> your first so it's not winning anything. <laughs> I I'm still with it. So <laughs> and then uh, last one here is a uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I heard this was good, but I have not gotten a chance to see this. It doesn't have that guy in uh, Game of Thrones. That that little person. Which one? Um, Dinklage. Yeah. Isn't he oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's trying to hit on, uh, I forgot which actress is in this movie, but it seems pretty funny and yet serious at the same time, but wanted to check it yeah, out. Yeah, uh, a couple of the interesting things that uh, I've been hearing about since these announcements, in regards to the main actor in a leading role, uh, this character for, um, one of the ones for, let me see here, it's, I think it's supporting actor. Let me just double check here. Um Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. This mm-hmm. is the guy that was replacing um, Kevin Spacey. Right. And he basically did his performance in a couple of months for reshoots. And all of a sudden, this guy picks up the uh, best uh, supporting actor. Well, come on. Kind of interesting. Come on. They're actors. You know, if they didn't know their craft, then why are you spending six to eight months acting on one line? Well, so, I mean, fair enough. This guy's a professional. He's he's an older guy, so he knows his stuff. And yeah, but I'm just stuff. saying, like, it's impressive to come in late to a project and then be able to give a, a performance that can get you a nomination. Oh, I don't true. know, man. I just Oscars in general. I don't know. I don't find a lot of their choices very legitimate and such. I don't know. That's just me, my personal opinion. So take that for what it's worth. Like, so I don't, who would you like to see there? Like I, Woody I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put um, Octavia Spencer oh, from The Shape of Water on it. She was not even much in it, but her 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 acting in it, I didn't find too different from like her, like in say The Help or uh, those kind of roles. It didn't seem to stick out to me. But she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I could have sworn I could have picked a lot more, uh, not a lot, but like a, a more worthy you know spot for that. Uh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. You know, uh, you know, while Get Out was a great movie, the main actor he did great in it. But best acting role alongside with Daniel Day Lewis uh, or Gary Oldman and Denzel, I don't know. That's another one to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah. It, it's interesting. Um, like Dunkirk, while it was a great war movie, I don't know about Best Picture as well. It didn't like move me. It was just more of a better <laughs> experience. Uh, why couldn't Tom Hardy get best supporting actor? Yeah, so I'm running out of fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's you know it's, it's a lot of this is just, I, mean, I don't know not nothing i don't know it is what it is i have you know i <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. yeah, so I mean, well, I, it seems as though a lot of people are trying to send statements uh, with the voting uh, in terms of having a more diverse uh, people that are being nominated, both for men and people, I'm sorry, men and women and people of color as well. So that that might be part of it. It definitely was something that came into effect for the Golden Globes. So you can kind of see this uh, extending towards the Oscars as well. Did yeah. you want to go through the list? Uh, by roles or just uh, kind of... We don't have to go through the whole thing, but just if there's anything that kind of jumps out at you... Original um, score? Or uh, original... Yeah, original score. What was I looking at just now? And I was like, what? Baby Driver? That... It, I guess. Best... Ed- oh, sound editing. I was like, okay, maybe. Oh, sound editing. That's different. Yeah, um, that's different. So, I was so like, for okay. original score, I actually like Shape of Water quite a bit. And then Star Wars, you can't go wrong with John Williams. Um, but I actually liked the Dunkirk score. That was a good score because it really was kind of made you feel a little more tension than you would throughout uh, the movie. Another thing too, uh, what I like, but also find kind of odd is that, um, I'm glad that a superhero movie is on there for some, uh, Logan's on there for, uh, writing, but for adapted screenplay, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. It's not, a, it's not adapting a book or, uh, a, another story. It's its own Things, so I don't know why they just do it in that category. Uh, well, this would be my guess. It's that you're adapting a comic book character as yeah. opposed to, and and then isn't it loosely based on Old Man Logan anyway? Somewhat, somewhat. But I'll look at the other ones. All of them are based either on a book, like an actual mm-hmm. written book, like a novel uh, of that sort. That's what I usually associate adapted screenplay with. Um, and uh, this one is just more of a general, uh, general adaption of a whole character mm-hmm. it's like saying you know it's like saying x-men is a good adapted screenplay of wolverine i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah hey maybe this will break down the doors you know maybe we'll see uh more well i see gardens of the galaxy but that's visual effects but you know maybe in writing terms maybe i mean logan was great i love Lo- logan yeah I, and i'm kind of uh, sad it was just like, odd that they best, put it there best picture you know for i think it was it's like that situation. I don't know what year. Do you guys remember that Martian uh, movie? The with Ben, not Ben 90, Affleck, not Damon. I yeah, want to say mid nineties, right? That was Martian? a twenty no, 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 fifteen. Most recent one. I'm thinking of something else. They, they classified that as a, a comedy over. <laughs> oh, but that was the Golden Globes, though. So. Yeah, but they go hand in. They go hand in hand. These those two, uh, the Academy and that. So it's. I feel like it's a similar situation um, when they do these selections. So it feels like it's kind of like a. Um, a makeup call or something like where like, okay, we can't fit it here, but let's give it a nomination somewhere else by throwing it there. So I don't know. All it right. is. It is like, here, is. sorry, you couldn't make the cut, uh, you know, yeah. make uh, couldn't be varsity. So join the, <laughs> join the other guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned and see what ends up winning. And um, you know, so, so that means you're going to have to watch then Ron. Yep. Well, let us know. We're not cable, watch so <laughs> if, if I can stream it, maybe I'll watch it. Um, so when, we'll when is it on or what time is i have no idea something? all right great job <laughs> <laughs> hold on does this, does this thing we were reading off of tell the dates um it does not i don't know if you want us googling stuff in real time here on this podcast james no when <laughs> is the oscars <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, March Sunday, 4th. March 4th. Yes, Sunday, thank you, 24th. thank you. There you go. Here right. we go. We're bringing the correct news. We're gonna get it right. Or we're not gonna do this at all. Fake news. <laughs> See, Ron. Okay. If you know that you you tie so much with the Oscars, why don't you tie with the Razzies as well, bro? <laughs> yeah. they, that's oh, where they nominate the worst of the worst. Right to make it to the Razzies? It was nope. not listed at not even <laughs> once, Ron. So <laughs> that's how. So I'm right. just saying, just going by some sort of bar there. Like, all right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do the Razzies, but let's get into some TV shows. I think the Razzies would be more interesting. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about the once it gets to that point. All right. Sounds good. Um, guys, I caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And James, when is the new episodes air on this show? Uh, great question. On Hulu? Oh uh, well, just on in general. I believe Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, or uh, actually okay. because I kept changing the time of these. I think maybe now it's Friday. Okay, well, if it is Friday, I'm completely caught up. But either way, uh, they were going to expire on me, and I just started watching them, and I felt compelled, and I happen to have a day, a lot of free time, and I binged, if you will, about what? four episodes. You binging? Yeah, if you can imagine. That's, and, that's uh, impossible. Yeah, man, I I caught up and I'm really digging this uh, this season. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's it's, it's been since they re- rebooted the the season. You don't really need to know too too much of the prior seasons, and it's a little bit more captivating. It feels even further into sci-fi, which is kind of nice. Yeah, so uh, definitely going to continue with that, and we'll see where it ends up. Um, one other thing for me is that, uh, did any of you get a chance to see this Amazon version of, uh, Black Mirror, which is called Electric Dreams? Not yet. I know we discussed about it. uh, Yeah. So I I ended up, um, yeah, I ended up watching two episodes and, uh, the production values on this are really high and they, since this is not like a British show, like Black Mirror is, they're casting a lot of, uh, celebrities that you would recognize. So it almost seems to make the show feel like it's a higher production. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen only two episodes so far. And uh, I think I like the second one better than the first one. But I'm I'm liking this show. It doesn't seem to me as dark as Black Mirror. Okay. Um, so I'm going to definitely continue with this. So I think you might be interested in this. Yeah. It, it just the, I mean, the anthology uh, appeal of it just being like Black Mirror will get me to watch. But is it still technology-based? Yes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So do you want me to tell you the premise on one of them or what? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just give a general synopsis. So, like one of them is uh, it's the post-apocalypse, and the only thing that's left is a. Imagine if Amazon built a computer factory with the AI that just kept sending out packages, even though the, <laughs> it was the post-apocalypse. Right. And Did it you- had a bunch of drones that were going out, and you know, people were just trying to survive. Cool. And, uh, tell me yeah. what was there are some actors that popped up on it that you recognize? Um, you know Janelle Monet. I do. I like her. She she's uh, in one of them. And then uh, who is the guy that played uh, Iron Man's assistant in the first Iron Man movie? Mark Favreau. No, oh, John Favreau. No, no, no. no. Uh, the, the... Terrence. Terrence Howard. Howard. Yeah. You mean uh, War Machine? His assistant. War Machine number one. He's not a slave, bro. Even an assistant. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's his assistant. What do you mean? He's his friend. Well, you know, uh, he assists him on missions, right? I don't don't know what you've been watching. He assists him on the missions. (laughs) 
Terrence Howard. All right. Well, Terrence Howard, you're a true friend. <laughs> I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, so, yeah, he's in it as well. I, and I, I, There's probably more celebrities in the other ones, but I haven't gotten to those yet. One thing I will say is I just – I can't stand the user interface on Amazon streaming. Uh, yeah, two horrible. things. Two things that really bother me is putting seasons separately. I don't like that. <laughs> and then it's so stupid. And then here's what's even worse: if you're if you have 4K, there are separate like tile shows to put in your queue. So like if you didn't know any better, you could put the 1080p one. But there's the 4K one that's just there. It won't auto detect what you have like Netflix does. You know. Interesting. So it's just it's yeah. a terrible yeah. interface. It is terrible because you're like trying to nap and the navigation is so awful too. the yep. categories that they have them in. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's been it. terrible since day <laughs> one. And it's part of why I day don't watch it that much. Yeah. But there's just a couple of shows that I can't get anywhere else. And it's just like, yeah, I got to stick with it. You got to watch man <laughs> in the high castle, bro. No, it's a, right. for the expanse. Um, slowly, slowly making my way well, through it. I'm referring to the original contents expanse. Oh, buy them uh they just have it yeah yeah all right well what have you guys been watching i've been catching up on dragon ball super which is uh still airing in japan i think it's still airing here like about a week or two weeks after uh the original japanese air date on cartoon network on adult swim um at first i didn't really give this uh story arc a chance but then uh i started from episode 28 Great advice from our friend Cedric. We know him and, and we play with him in PUBG. And he said, you know what, Mondo, you want to start from episode 28 and up because the first 28 episodes are just the like rehashes of these two movies that came out under that uh, story arc. So I was like, okay, good. I'm not going to waste my time. Let me just jump right in there. And it's really great. Basically, if uh, you're a big fan of the series, you're going to love this. It still has the same characters, somewhat evolving uh, Vegeta's less angry and more somewhat positive, believe it or not. And it still has that same charm from the originals. And I like the fact that episodes 28 to about episode 40, it it's a reminiscent about this whole tournament thing, like the whole tournament theme. And it pits Universe 7, which is Goku and his buddies. They're from Universe 7 against Universe 6, is like highest, toughest warriors. And that was really awesome. It went, there wasn't too much talking like in previous Dragon Ball Z uh, episodes where they just talk for like five episodes and then bam, there's like a two minute fight scene and then they talk again. Actually, this just went straight to the point. There was a lot of fighting, a lot of action. I'm really digging it so far. Um, that's again, that story arc kind of ends at episode 40. Episode 40 and up is uh, like kind of like an android saga but it's future trunks coming back to the past i don't know you, you ron i'm throwing you off you're like what the hell is this guy talking about <laughs> basically <laughs> but but this sounds like such a such a japanese thing which is like uh you know how they tell you on some video games that are like final fantasy 10 it was like oh it doesn't get good until like 12 hours in yeah, you know, so you're, you're <laughs> so, yeah, so like, like that. So that's skip 28 yeah. episodes and skip then the show. episodes. That's if you haven't <laughs> seen the first two movies. Because when I when I saw the first episode, I was like, wait, this is a rehash of this uh, Dragon Ball, you know, uh, Return of Frieza saga. So I'm like, ah, I don't have, I don't want to watch. But uh, so far, so good. I'm really digging this, and you know, I'm gonna try to do like 10 episodes and just or squeeze in a story arc and just let you guys know how it's coming along. So far, so good. I I'm liking it. I'm a huge fan. And I'm glad I'm able to get back in there because 
later on tonight, guys, I'm going to be playing that game and I'm going to be streaming Dragon Ball Super for the Xbox One X and PS4 later on tonight. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters. And uh, yeah, but that's not the only thing I've watched. Uh, I was watching uh, 13 Reasons Why. I kind of binged that the last, what, I want to say maybe last since since last week. I kind of, you know, going fast, just watching these episodes. And I just got to say, wow, how depressing, how angry I feel about this show. Um, the only depressing part is like, okay, kids can be cruel. Let me put that out there. When you're a teenager, life is, you're, you know, you feel like you're the center of the universe. Like you're so important that, you know, that you're trying to have attention. You're trying to be positive. But, you know, uh, kids are going to be kids. People are going to put you down, but it's what you do with that. Hell, I got bullied and look at me. I turned out pretty well. Um, unfortunately for this character, the main character, you know, she uh, ends up, uh, it's not even a big spoiler, but that's the whole premise about this show is that, you know, she commits suicide. And the 13 reasons why I come in because she's blaming uh, these certain people. And I just felt like, you know what? I'm looking, I, I watched the entire uh, series and in my head, I'm thinking, wow, she's really whiny and needy. Like, can, can't she just look in the mirror and say like, look, I need real friends. I'm going to stop talking to these people and then move on. It's not that difficult. There's certain points in this series where it's like, okay, that's a little bit exaggerated, but um I just feel like there are certain things it does touch upon correctly, but then some things are just kind of like, oh, come on, come on now, take some responsibility, you know, take some ownership in your situation. So it's just, uh, just one of those things. The last episode, spoiler, maybe not, but it does show how she does commit suicide. That one, I kind of cringed just a little bit because I'm really, uh, how can I put this? If I know it's an action movie, and somebody's head's getting blown off by, you know, John Rambo. I'm okay with that. But this seems a little bit, you know, it hit close to home. So I'm like, ah, shit, you know, like, do I want to do I want to see that? So I just kind of cringed, bear with it. And I saw when she did slice her wrist and it was just like, wow, really? Just because of your situation, you're going to do that. So I was kind of like upset. But then also it's it's kind of like a, a good controversial way to keep, you know, the viewers more interested in what was going on. And then that last episode raised so many questions. I was like, really? That's how you're going to end the show? So yeah, that's where the anger part comes in. It's like, man, it wasn't really... I didn't feel like I had closure, so to speak. Well, it seems to be getting a pretty good buzz. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes and uh, audience score 80%. So That's a B. You know, like a- <laughs> maybe people are into it. Uh, to me, it sounds a little too dark for my taste. James, have you seen the show? Uh, yes, and discuss it on the show as well. I like it. Okay. Well, that's two thumbs up there for it. Yeah. It's really good. All right. And, uh, James, anything you've been watching? Uh, just one new show, uh, the new season of American Crime Story. This season, it focuses on, uh, Gianni Versace and his death and, uh, the killer that's that um uh i mean the killer himself as well pretty much what led up to the killing and uh, after the killing uh, it's made by the people that did the people versus oj uh and it remains that kind of slick uh, uh style uh, i've only seen the first episode so far but i highly recommend it as of right now especially if you liked uh, the dramatization they did on the people versus oj so it, i'm you know i i was not a 
aware or really hear too much of this story of this just Gianni Versace guy or this character. Um, I guess there's some, I guess he was some big designer in the nineties. Uh, and I guess still, cause you know, Versace, you hear that all over the place. Uh, but this is the original, I guess, designer dude and, uh, his life. So, uh, it's very interesting so far. Yeah. He was a big, uh, staple in uh, the fashion industry, um, for a very long time. Um, so yeah, it did come to a shock, uh, when he was killed. I don't know if it was an assassination. That term is used loosely nowadays. But when he was killed, um, it, 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 you know, it raised a lot of eyebrows and it was just like, wow, you know, they couldn't believe that that happened to this person. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, he was definitely they, murdered. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Why is it used loosely? Assassination? Come on. Yeah. Come on. So if someone chooses to go out and kill you, that's an assassination. That's a, it's a murder. It's a murder. Well, you're, you're uh-huh. committing murder. You're committing, you're committing murder. murder, but it's a, you choosing to assassinate if you've planned it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it. No, I think, I it, think it's usually it. loosely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us on TV shows. Let's get into some video games, um, guys. I, I'm kind of jumping on this bandwagon a little late. I have to admit it, <laughs> but uh, I'm into the battle royale games. And uh, James, I st- <laughs> I'm into the battle royale games. Okay, it's uh, on I record. Recommended that I play Fortnite, the battle royale version, and uh, just to kind of get some impressions on it. And I actually liked it quite a bit. I like the art style. It does seem like a far more functioning and fully featured game, but that's probably because it's been out longer. Um, one thing that I like is. You can see when the parachutes are coming out, like when you're flying over the zone, and I don't think you can see that um, in PUBG, right? What do you mean? Like, so if people are, you can see when people are leaving the airplane. Yes. Yeah, whereas you cannot see that in PUBG. Yes, and it can. just you lets just, me know, you like... Have, you just have to look at really? the back of the plane. Yeah, people are just moving oh, okay. so fast. I, just, I guess I can't uh, get the camera angled go back there but i like it because it's like you might have thought about jumping out here and then you see like five people jump out and you're like oh maybe not <laughs> um but uh it it definitely is goes by a lot faster because it's smaller and there's just not a lot of areas to land so you're going to be seeing some combat really fast i didn't get as far um ultimately i do think even though this is a more fleshed out game and i like the art style i think i like that PUBG is a little more slower pace. So you kind of get to build and like explore a bit and get your bearings a little more than jumping into action immediately. So that's kind of what I like about uh, PUBG. Yeah, um, actually, I got to try Fortnite uh, Battle Royale uh, with the PS4 playing with my brother's friends. Now, man, these guys are really good. Like, I wish they had Xbox Ones, seriously, because they're like, two or three of them, they were really into Fortnite. And I'm like thinking, man, what if we had these guys playing on the Xbox One, introduce them to PUBG, and we can, you know, kind of wreck because these guys were good. They had like the strategies down. Uh, one guy, uh, his name was Walter, and we were playing. And in a matter of like a few minutes, he goes, hey, what do I do? He got the controls down. <laughs> he got he just knew what to do. He just grasped the concept so well. And he was kind of like Ron, kind of like, you know, talking smack, like, oh, this game looks dumb, blah, 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 blah. And then after like about five minutes, dude, he's laughing. He's having a great time. His avatar's dancing. He's like, oh my God, the avatar's dancing. So, dude, and he got like three, four kills. They got like 
um because i was actually spectating we actually got like top 10 i wasn't streaming at that time but i was like wow these guys are pretty damn good i'm like why can't we do that in PUBG? which we'll get to in a little <laughs> it's, bit but it's yeah. different though i think it's, different, uh, though. it's, it's arcade it's fast paced yeah well fortnite just the gameplay and the shooting is uh vastly different where it doesn't translate easily to PUBG. like uh zeus we play with him uh, we played him a few times on PUBG, but he's not nearly as good as he is in, in Fortnite because um, that's a whole different type of skill set or in t- like pacing, I guess, with that specific game. Um, like Ron mentioned, uh, the slower pace of PUBG, I think, builds a better moment-to-moment action because, uh, like, you know, you think you're just in in the zone of just looting and getting gear, but then you hear one shot and then you are you react so differently um for the remainder of that time period fortnite is cool like in in a different way where you you're more likely than not uh gotta get into action immediately uh almost you know a couple minutes right after and when you you don't do too much like hiding i think you can i guess if you do um but it doesn't emphasize it as much because you can like break through walls and um all that stuff and then the high uh, the higher level players in Fortnite, uh, they're really good at the building aspect. So it's, it's uh, you know, Fortnite does, did a great job of um, progressing that game since when it came out. Because remember, Ron, um, Mondo, when we first played it, like, what, six months ago, it was just literally basic that it was like, it's like how PUBG is now, but without the loot stuff. It just yeah. throw you in. It was very, you know, buggy and had a lot of problems. Um, but it, mundane at first. Yeah, but the gameplay was, uh, or like that concept of battle royale, was enough to get drive that game going, and apparently, it's striking a chord with a lot of people, especially that it's free. And it was a good, to me, uh, for my personal taste, it was a great introduction to it. It made me more excited for PUBG. And then when we got into PUBG, uh, I, yeah, I prefer like the shooting a lot nice. better. The mm-hmm. the looting aspect is the most f- part of the fun of it. And Fortnite, I mean. The, there's not much emphasis on looting. You just go finding things, and then like they're uh, they're more readily available. I think like weapons yeah. and, and, and you're all that stuff. Bringing up a great point, James, because in PUBG, uh, the items are randomized. They're not going to be in the same place. Now, if you play uh, Fortnite Battle Royale long enough, you're going to know where all the golden chests are located. Basically, these gold chests they're going to give you um, legend uh, either close to uh, not common but rare to legendary items. And if you get lucky, because it's uh, RNG, you can get an epic weapon. So if you already know the locations of those things, you know when to jump off, where to loot. So yeah, you're right. It, it, uh, PUBG does a better job at that, where it's like, hey, it's it's a different experience all the time. Yeah, and they're, you're always looking both, constantly, always looking over your shoulder. And they're both good in their own right. Just different mm-hmm. gameplay styles for whatever you're looking for. I I like the bigger world. I like driving with you know with each other, and the looting aspect. Um, Fortnite is more for the fun, quick action uh, aspect, but it's also great on its own. And definitely the most polished of the two at this stage. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and one thing I don't like about Fortnite, but I know it's kind of the roots of where it came from is that you can build stuff and I just have zero interest in that. Um, but apparently that's how you can get high level is that when you're kind of building doorways and little places to hide for yourself. Um, but, but I don't I, have any interest in that. But I think that's what sets it apart too. It's not just yeah. a battle Royale a knockoff, even though it yeah. is mode, it gives it, it's at least a different flavor for those people that are willing to learn that stuff. Yep. 
All right. Uh, and then for me, I ended up picking up the Assassin's Creed Origins Season Pass and I tried out the first of the, the DLC called The Hidden Word One. It's overly used again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just Too many I'm just assassins. Joking, guys. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just joking. All right. That's funny. Relax. That's funny. Um, and I will give people a heads up is that make sure you have passed the game because this is high level content. It actually probably the lowest you can get in is level 38. And at the, at the base game, the level cap is level 40. And, and it, the storyline pretty much picks up after the uh, ending of Assassin's Creed or just the base game origins. Um, and one thing I will say though, is that it just adds more of the same. It's not one of these new type of storylines like remember when they did like that alternate world storyline where george washington was like an evil person and he was like a dictator that sounded um, cool though. yeah it, it's cool stuff and then they did a jack the ripper one for a syndicate i believe it was yeah so th- this isn't going on a side story like that this is just a continuation of the story um i like that i just wanted an excuse to continue to play the game and to continue to level up and you get some cool weapons and it actually levels you up far faster because the the quests are like probably twice or three times as much as you would on a normal quest. So it really does just want you to blast through the level so you can just kind of be done with it once you uh, do the missions. But uh, this is a good start. And if you've passed the game and want to keep playing, this is a nice thing to pick up. Cool. Nice. All right. And um, what's next? Um, who's Ooh, played Peter. something else? Yeah, Metal Gear Survive. Um, I had the unfortunate luck of playing this game. I was really interested. Only thing is, you know me, guys. Friends don't let friends play Invert, but I'm the exception to the rule. I love playing Invert, where <laughs> I, you know, my... <laughs> where I press down, the camera goes up. If I press up, the camera goes down. Same thing when, the, uh, when I control my gun. Um, I couldn't find the options to change my control scheme in this game. It was very awkward. I, I seriously don't know how you guys play that way. I played for about maybe less than five minutes. I turned it off. Sorry. Well, so we play that way down. because it's normal. Up is up and down <laughs> is down. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess I'll give more of the yeah, gameplay. More uh, first and foremost, uh, the Fox engine still looks and runs great. Um, it's still 60 frames per second, which is awesome, very responsive. And uh, it has all the pretty much the control mechanics of Metal Gear 5. So uh, it plays pretty much the same as the character. And uh, But the gameplay slice, the, the, the one they decided to show off, I don't think was the best mode to show off. They did uh, kind of like a side mode, mode where it's like kind of like a horde mode. But the thing is that it doesn't play like Metal Gear at all uh, in any way. I don't know why it has that other than you know the wackiness of metal gear like you can shoot um little portals that they can get sucked out of in or uh in the control scheme but i will say the closest thing i can in terms of how it feels when it plays is uh a kind of a faster uh, dead rising as they just send the hordes and hordes of zombies at you and then you just try to uh slash your way or shoot your way through them but what's kind of cool is that it's like a co-op so uh, before you even start the match you're kind of this huge white world um and you see uh the mission like kind of like do you remember splinter cell conviction where it's kind of like displayed on walls and stuff like that it has a cool ui pretty much to it and then you uh go into matchmaking you see four other people and i guess 
it's going to be a loot driven game because these other people had different looking gear um, and weapons that I saw. But in terms of story, they didn't have that accessible or um, or any other modes other than this one. But the gameplay, it shows promise, but I'm not sure yet if the game itself is nothing but horde mode. Uh, huge disappointment. Um, but it is, like I guess, a budget title. I think it's going to be like 30 bucks or 40 bucks when it comes out. But it has potential I, in terms of just the, the core mechanics because it feels so much like Metal Gear 5, which mechanics were awesome. Um, I just hope they utilize it in a meaningful way outside of just uh, shooting down zombies, mindless zombies. James, did you notice that um, when you were picking the, I guess, the selection of the mission, there was like a few more, but uh, I wasn't able to read them because I was just kind of just jumping into the game. Did it just seem like it was just another bunch of horde modes? Because I feel uh, like maybe there's like a like an espionage mode where you, you have to go undetected. I feel like know. that's that's the logical thing, right? Um, yeah. But they weren't accessible, so I couldn't get, I couldn't see. Well, when you match make, it just, it, it just puts into whatever mode that they're already in, so... I don't know. Uh, I've, I was only thrown into wave modes, but it was for the same map and the same mission. So I don't know what the other mission entails, though. So I'm hoping um, uh, some Because it would be cool. Yeah, yeah it would be I mean, cool, like, you know, saving a hostage, you know, doing the regular. Uh, yeah, like playing Metal Gear with Metal co-op Gear would style. be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I'm, I'm really so, hoping for Peace Walker to be. Uh, backwards compatible with that hd collection because that was a four-player co-op metal gear and i enjoyed that quite a lot um but i would prefer the metal gear 5 mechanics and uh this shows promise so this is not by made by kojima uh so let's see how it is in uh whoever konami put the reins on for this series so we'll see cool all right and uh now let's get into some news of the week I'll start off here. Um, there was an announcement last week, I believe, that uh, PlayStation is coming out with these figures that look like amiibos that are called Tokat Tokaku Tokaku Tokatu. Yeah, there we go. Um, but here's the thing: they're not amiibo in the sense that they don't do anything or add anything to the game, but they look pretty cool. And they announced seven of them. And they have Heiachi, they have Crash Bandicoot, they have God of War guy, they have Parappa. Parappa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have the uh, little ship from Wipeout. These are pretty cool. Uh, apparently, it's going to be sold through GameStop because it's that company that they deal with, uh, Think Geek, or they they're mm. owned by GameStop. So it'll only be available to them, but yeah. it's ten ninety or nine ninety nine each. So I might pick up one or two of these just to kind of have them on my shelf. They look kind of cool. I'll just get the Parappa one. That guy looks pretty promising. That that uh, is you cool. Get one, let me know how the quality is on them, because you know how it can look cool from pictures, but like in real life, it can be a little shoddy. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how that goes. Which would which okay. be your first uh, amiibo? Um, I would probably be be between God of War or um, the the Heiachi maybe. <laughs> the yeah. Heiachi. <laughs> Say what? I don't know. Pick up? In terms of all uh, the one selection or one I wish they made of, I guess uh, do both. Because like, well, I mean, if you're being Heiachi, if they like third parties in there, it can be literally any guy. But I would pick Parappa too. Like uh, you, the ones that exist. Crash Bandicoot's kind of cool too. But um, if they were to do like. Uh, uh, <laughs> like a PlayStation exclusive, whatever. Uh, other guys, why don't they put the the siphon filter guy 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, I can't think of much like mascots of PlayStation that I'd be interested. In. Maybe a Ratchet and Clank. That'd be cool with if, yeah, if it has cool. both of them. Um, but that's probably like the few that I would purchase uh, offhand. I can't think of like. I mean, like other other ones are more humanoid. Like you know, uh, I don't know. The last PS PlayStation so popular, we can't even think of any. Oh wait, oh, Drake. <laughs> like you know, people are like, oh, PlayStation this. We can't even hey, think of right. Like, why, other, why is Nathan Drake not there? Yeah. yeah, the girl <laughs> from Horizon Zero Dawn. There go, people, well, they're all like getting at the PlayStation boys, but they're like very humanoid like characters. Like I was like getting the Assassin's Creed guy, I guess, and the watchdog guy <laughs> like what's like, what's like a, a drake or something uh, nathan drake nathan drake nathan fillion, <laughs> fillion. Yeah. all right well <laughs> they look uh, they yeah look cool, but they look cool i might consider picking some of these up but just, we'll see yeah it just seems like they don't have as much personality as a nintendo characters because they're so animated uh compared to these so we'll see very yeah. true all right james uh, on to another news uh, involving Xbox Game Pass. They just announced that uh, for all first-party titles moving forward from Microsoft, they will be offering a day and date as a release on their Game Pass subscription service. Um, Game Pass is a uh, Netflix-style service that Xbox offers where uh, you pay a monthly subscription and you get a collection uh, or you get to download or, and play a collection of games uh, that's on 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 their um their service generally about 100 plus games and um i honestly think this is huge news uh because like a lot of these games we were intending to buy anyways and uh anything to save the cost especially if you're not even sure about it ten dollars a month is uh not a big investment to even give it a long extended trial or just to get it one and done and beat it and you know uh, you still saved fifty dollars uh, on average if the game is sixty dollars. So uh, I find this is extremely progressive thinking on Microsoft. Um, it's definitely a great idea for for like you know consumers like us trying to save money. And I I do see them trying to head towards kind of like that digital subscription future. And ten dollars I think is a is a pretty good price um, in most cases. Uh, just more like an impulse and having first party tiles or at least new games day and date will i think uh finally draw people to consider the service um what do you guys think i think it's great uh we'll go half <laughs> cough 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 game share um yeah. looking at dude we're gonna get you know sea of thieves like that game already hands on looking very very promising Crackdown. state of the k2 yeah can we just down three <laughs> wow i'm like Forza's. just those three games right there boom it's, yeah. it's worth the price of admission or yeah, you subscription. Just, you just you just needed to intend to at least buy two of were thinking of buying two of those games, and you already made up the cost. And even even less because that's only assuming that you're gonna have the service for the year. You could still just pay ten dollars and beat that game, uh, and then you're done with it. And that's still ten dollars you only paid for it. So um, exactly, what a great uh, consumer friendly decision by Microsoft. And I do know that a lot of those games, or it looks like a lot of their first party games, are mainly online games. So they're kind of smart at the same time so if you want to continue to keep playing it you got to have to keep paying the monthly subscription but at least the benefit of it is that you still have all these other collection of games just in case there's something in that library that you've never played or your chivo hunter or something like that it's a Wrong. great value <laughs> Wrong. well this is interesting uh i would love to know the timing of these games because they've only announced three 
but we don't know. We only know the date on Sea of Thieves, which is when's the release date on that, James? Uh, March something. Okay. Um, so like we don't know what the time frame between Sea of Thieves and then the next game that they release. But I, I like the concept of this very much. And like you said, James, even if you played um, Sea of Thieves for like three months, that would be thirty March bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like, uh, but. If, I like the way you put it, which is a different way to think about it, which is like if you're going to pick up two of these games and assuming they're 60 bucks a piece, there goes your whole year. Mm-hmm. And so you can either think of it like this. Do I want to buy two games or do I want to have access to just a ton of stuff? Now, I was trying to look at the list and look, let's not get the hopes up. They're not super new games. If no. you've been following along with Xbox, you have probably have played most of these, but it's still a cool benefit and just – it might get you to kind of revisit some or try oh. stuff that you wouldn't t- try out before. It's like Netflix. Netflix, they don't give you this, uh, or like, you know, not in the last few years, but initially uh, it wasn't new content on there. You were just watching either old TV shows or old movies. Eventually they got to the point where they started producing their original content that is considered a new content. Um, this is like the same model, I believe. And uh, definitely uh, forward thinking. I don't know. You don't think the same way? Uh, it was definitely forward thinking, and uh, you know, I, I like that Microsoft kind of takes chances with these things and um, trying different things. And I want them to have more exclusive games. And I think maybe you'll hear something about that this year, but I don't know how many are coming right. uh, beyond but, these three. This this might be well, the slate for this year. You'll know there's gonna be a Forza. You just don't know when. So that's gonna be the fourth game, at least at least four games on the top of your head. And I'm pretty sure whatever's announced that. Three, but are you sure we're getting a Forza? Because they've been attached to this uh, rumors of a Fable game that uh, they are working on. Well, that's well even better than. Would you rather prefer if Fables come out this year or uh, another? Oh, Forza I don't know if it's ready. Horizon. I know that they're working on it though. Right, but I think that you know. uh, from that rumor, it's uh, that that team is splitting into two. So one's keeping with the racing game, and one is doing. They've gotten big enough, apparently. Uh, but, okay. uh, Forza has been an annual game. Uh, I mean, it feels like it's different games because Horizon and, and the mainline motorsport uh, are two different styles. But they've been coming every year. So this past year, 7, the year before Horizon 3, the year before that, Forza 6, and then so on and so forth. Uh, I think that's going to continue that trend. I think um, possibly the only ones that are not annual is the gears franchise and halo so who knows if those two are out this year but they did mention that as a going to be on there as well so pretty much anything first party that you could think of and possibly those ones that are um going to be signed as uh not necessarily first party developed but like you know the the the, what do you call it the published games the ones where they they pay someone else to make the game like like okay it's like like tomb raider like those tomb raiders uh that might be on there, for example, if they still have that partnership. Yeah, that that'd be great. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, a month or two, uh, two months from now, see if these could be on there. Yeah, that might get me to try see if these because I have been very much on the fence about it. You know me; I'm very skeptical about all these new games that I'm not familiar with. But uh, I'd definitely try it out for uh, ten bucks a month or something. Yeah, and what's nice with uh, outside of being game shareable. Um, for PC players out there that uh, you know are PC master race, but these crossplay games are readily available. As long as you have the Game Pass service, you can s- still download the PC version and play on there. So, kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Mondo. Any news from you? 
Well, guys, you know, I like streaming, and this is something I wanted to share with everybody. Uh, Snoop Dogg spent the afternoon smoking a blunt and streaming mm-hmm. a game on Twitch. Now, that's pretty cool. You know, Snoop Dogg, very funny guy. He has his own show as well. Recently had Kathy Bates not too long ago. But, um, yeah, basically this guy, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg was streaming uh, this game called SOS. It's a survival game. It's uh, in early development and early access. And from what people uh, have been saying on Twitch and uh, other websites that, you know what, Snoop Dogg is a real gamer. He was doing really, really well. And uh, he had a bunch of other people join his little group. And, you know, he kept shouting out, teamwork makes the dream work. Now I'm thinking that's the weed talking. But um, it looked like he had a lot of fun. And there was this short uh, video, actually not a short video, but um, it's an hour long just him playing the game and just, uh, you know, enjoying himself. And that's great to see. Well, I was reading an article about that, that apparently he was playing almost too good because he was not using his hands and he was like busy, you know, getting his weed sorted out. And uh, he, the game was still playing. <laughs> that good, Matt. See, I'm telling you. We're just, so, you know. That second hand, third hand high right there, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to question if he's a true gamer or not. I don't care, but it's yeah, entertainment. It's fun. but it's, it's funny. Entertaining. Yeah, it's funny how some people were getting like, oh, he wasn't really playing the game. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, it, it, he's just putting on a show, guys. Yeah, so man. relax. That, that's the whole thing. He's, he's a great entertainer, and that's the thing. So as long as it gets people to, you know, uh, just kind of keep a lookout for this game, even better. So we'll see how that goes. Game's called SOS. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, you know what? I, let me do a real-time show feedback uh, check here, guys. We might get lucky. <laughs> this might be some radio night. gold here. <laughs> Could be some radio gold. But, uh, once uh, you get no, no just... nothing. Just uh, tell me to upgrade my security, Google. Okay, okay thanks, Google. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no right, show guys, so please show feedback. We really want that. Um, if you have questions, just go ahead. We'll, we'll shoot it on, you know, on our podcast. We want to get to know you guys, and we want you to know us better, you know. So uh, again, you could always look me up on Mixer uh, slash Mondonium. You can look me up on their search engine. Uh, playing a lot of PUBG as of late, and a little bit of a Rainbow Six over the weekend, which is game still holds up really well. You can hit us on Facebook uh, at Facebook at Easy Operations Podcast. So, yeah, send us some feedback, guys. We really want that. And uh, the the Gmail address is easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any requests, you want us to s- try the show in a different fashion, let us know. It's a new year. We're open to new ideas. All right. Yep. James. If Ron can be open up to new games, uh, so <laughs> yeah, can exactly. anyone else out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well said. All right. Well, uh, thank you to Facehugger for providing the music and uh, go support his music. Where can you find the music on iTunes, James? Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud. Just search FaceXHugger and or just follow his Twitter account where he posts uh, his tours all the time. All right. That's going to do it for us. And good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night.